Hey, chiropractors, welcome to Modern Chiropractic Mastery with your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing, business, and professional growth with some of the leading experts in the industry. Hey, docs, welcome to another episode of Modern Chiropractic Mastery. Today, I am bringing a solo episode, and I'm going to dive into quite a few things here that I am calling the hangups of the evidence-based chiropractor or the evidence-informed chiropractor. And it's just become clear over the years of working with our group of chiropractors is that we have a lot of hangups and we have a lot of things that we seem to be willing to die on the hill for uh, that are really not worth it. And we've gone too far the other way in the other direction because we've seen what the other side has done. And yeah, that's not great. That's for sure. But uh, we've unfortunately gone too far to the other side and the pendulum swung that far. And it's impacting not only your patients, uh, but but your practice, your quality of life. And ultimately, you're struggling and you got into this profession to serve people and to not struggle. And when you're struggling immensely, it's really hard to fully serve people. And I want to dissect out quite a few of these 11 total uh, hangups that I feel we have as evidence-informed chiropractors and see where we can meet in the middle of it. And, uh, you know, I've, I've talked about some of this on the podcast before. Some of the things, there's podcasts you can reference. And the ones that I can recall, I'll, I'll tell you to reference that in detail uh, we dive a lot of it, dive into this a lot uh, with our coaching, uh, and it's been something that's really helped transform a lot of great chiropractors and realize they can provide great care, be great clinicians, and uh, get you know overcome some of these things and thrive in their practice and in their personal lives. So let's uh, let's dive right into it. Um, number one is report of findings, right? Uh, we've seen on the other side these massive dog and pony shows where it's, uh, you know, it's a, a huge sales job. Uh, we've heard of the chicken dinner report of findings. We've heard of the you have to bring your spouse to the report of findings. We know that there's the day ones and day twos and the day twos are these massive report of findings that are geared towards selling you on large care plans. We know we've seen chiropractors use scare tactics and report of findings, uh, you know, use x-rays solely as a tool uh, to, to support a long treatment plan. And so we've dealt with that and we know that's there. And we've gone too far, many of us, to where there's no report of findings at all. And there's no guidance. There's no communication on what a diagnosis is and treatment frequency and duration, expectations, phases of care maybe, right? pain relief first, corrective, functional movement stuff that we all love, right? Uh, and so many evidence-informed chiropractors are not giving a report of findings at all. And so that's a problem. You need to provide guidance. People need a you know, plan. They want to know what to expect. Uh, I've referenced uh, the work that Jay Greenstein's done a ton on the evidence-based guidelines of report of findings, so make, you, make sure you check that out uh, with what Jay does. And so you need to be sitting down with that patient at some point, having a three to five minute conversation. 
giving them a diagnosis, giving them treatment frequency and duration, letting them know when reevaluations will be, uh, letting them know how the course of care is going to be introduced, right? And you've got to be able to communicate with them effectively and look them in the eye and have an honest conversation with them, okay? You need to have a care plan. It doesn't have to be six months. There's nothing wrong with two times a week for four weeks, reevaluate after two. There's nothing wrong, you know, if you got someone that's in killer pain, you know, it, it, you know, there's nothing wrong with seeing them three times a week. A lot of times I use the, the analogy of the story. It's like if you were a professional athlete and you got hurt, how many days a week would you be seen? Probably every day. Why? Because it works, you know, and there's, you got to get them better quicker. Don't you think these patients want to get better quicker? Now, I'm not saying you would treat them every day, but you could use that story. It's like, yeah, you'd get treated every day in the training room by the doctors, by the training staff, because it works. It gets you better quicker. So I'm not going to see you every day of the week, but, you know, this week and probably next, I need to see you three times a week to try to get you better faster so you're not prolonging this pain. And then we can reevaluate and knock it down accordingly, right? Have these honest conversations with your patients. Why would you see a patient once a week if they're in a lot of pain? Okay, <clears throat> so you got to have a report of findings, and and then that rolls into two. And I kind of touched on it, care plans, right? We we're so scared of those six month care plans and those five thousand dollar care plans and those come forever care plans that we've developed no treatment plan for these patients. We've been willy nilly about it, and it's kind of like, uh, yeah, let's see how it goes, and we'll treat you a couple times and see how we're doing. And a lot of you know, there's a lot of problems with that. And, and ultimately, you're, you know, if you say, say that, like, oh, you know, let's treat you a, a few times, see how we do. They have a false expectations, potentially, that they're going to be better in a few visits. Maybe they are, but a lot of times they're not. And if they're not, they think that the course of care didn't work and it failed versus setting up a realistic treatment plan based on those evidence-based guidelines of treatment and fre frequency and it's two times a week for the next four weeks and we're reevaluated two weeks and they're doing much better quicker than expected then great but you didn't sell yourself or them short and set false expectations and so you need to have a strategic treatment plan based on complicating factors based on their goals based on your evaluation based on your history of treating this condition right are they uh, are they running a marathon in two months and they've got a you know, bad case of Achilles tendinosis, you're probably not gonna be able to treat that a few times and then also run a marathon. So you got to be honest with them. Those are, you know, running a marathon and training for that is a complicating factor, performance goals. Take all that into the hopper and, and give a very strategic treatment plan. Stop with just this willy nilly, no care plan at all because of the other side was doing crazy treatment plans. All right. Number three is patient adherence, right? We, we've been concerned, rightfully so, about the kind of harassing retention tactics of the other side, uh, you know, fear-mongering and calling them 20 times to get them back in, guilt-tripping them, right? We, sometimes we hear that word patient retention and we think of retaining them on these long care plans, uh, you know, sometimes it's verbal, verbal gymnastics, but patient adherence just means that they adhere to the treatment plan you give them. They are 
doctor discharged at the end, not self-discharged. But we've gone too far and we give them zero direction. We don't hold them accountable. We don't communicate effectively in the importance of coming in. You know, we set up a treatment plan of two times a week for the next four weeks. And we know that they've got knee pain, but we found hip dysfunction as the problem. And we're all, you know, based, you know, movement based and function. And we talk about all that. And then all of a sudden after two visits, their knee feels better. And you release them from care because the knee's better. But did you actually fix the problem that caused it? You didn't develop any injury resilience. It's just going to come back in a few months, right? So we've done nothing to improve patient adherence, which improves patient outcomes, which inherently develops a better practice. You get more referrals that way as well, right? So patient adherence, I, I recently did a podcast with Jay Greenstein on that. So check that out. Number four is maintenance care, right? We've, um, we've run away from wellness care or come, you know, every week for the rest of your life. Uh, so that's something we've gone away from, but ultimately we don't recommend any type of consistent care. Uh, we call it optimal performance care in our practice. And we discussed that a little bit on the the interview with Brett Winchester in my podcast earlier in the year. I highly recommend uh, we cover some of these things. And one of those is talk about how, um, you know, we're the training room for their life and it's optimal performance care. And we have a conversation around that. It's being able to, you know, do some checks on them when they come in, see how they're doing, how they're moving. Uh, put out any fires, uh, keep them healthy, right? Um, that type of stuff, right? So that that maintenance care, we, we call it performance care. And some of you, I know a lot of my listeners have the clinic gym hybrid model, um, have some performance level in your practice. This was a great transition to that. You need to be having a great conversation when you're discharging them from active care on the benefits of performance care. Okay. And so start having that conversation. That's something that we've missed out on. And honestly, it's like, I feel like if we met in the middle on these 11 things that I'm going to discuss and you started systematically working on this, I mean, your practice would just dominate. And I know like, cause I know a lot of great evidence informed chiropractors that are doing these things and they've got these amazing practices and they're patient centered and they're providing high quality of care. They're able to afford to have a great team around them that helps with that care. Like it's just an amazing practice to be in. And there's a lot of chiropractors doing it. And it's there because they're following these things. They're, they've met in the middle of this. They haven't gone too far to the right. All right. So and that's not political. <laughs> I just have it written here left and right. So uh, on my on my sheet. All right. So the next is the patient experience. I think a lot of us have run away from the raw, raw of patient experience. And, you know, we've, I remember learning from some of these practice management groups where it's like, um, you know, hand every successful patient five business cards. Like, oh, do you know five people that would you can hand these cards to that would, you know, deserve this level of care type of thing? Or they they do all these cheesy things when you may hear the patient experience. You um, you think of some of those things that chiropractors have done. Uh, and so then you've become more like a bland primary care provider practice. I walk into my primary care practice and I mean, it's just, 
as boring and shitty as possible, right? Like there's no patient experience. No one gives a shit that you're there. You, you wait in a waiting room. You, you're more of a nuisance than anything, right? Um, and I'm not saying you've done that, but you've just become bland, um, and you and you have no patient experience, right? Uh, and and that's a problem. Uh, I just was listening to Donald Miller's podcast, and um, he had a chef on there, uh, one of the top chefs. Eleven Madison Park is the restaurant. It won. I don't know what year it won best restaurant in America, and it was a great episode where he just talked about hospitality. And a lot of times we we think of hospitality, we think of restaurants, obviously, and hotels, and that's that's great. And he talked about hospitality for all businesses, right? And and why don't we have great hospitality? And here's a restaurant that's known for its food and how great the food is, but he's gone so um, in depth into the making the the restaurant experience so great that he's married phenomenal uh, quality of food with phenomenal experience. And he's the number one restaurant in the world. And he wrote a book called Unreasonable Hospitality. And it was, I haven't read it yet, but just listening to him talk about it made a lot of sense. And I think we need to start having unreasonable hospitality in our practice. And it and it's not trying to put lipstick on a pig. I think that's the psychology of a lot of us is we think um, a lot of chiropractors go to the extreme on hospitality because they're covering up shitty care. Well, you have great care and there's no wrong with also having great hospitality. You can have great hospitality and great care. It's not putting lipstick on a pig. So start looking at ways you can improve that patient experience so it's remarkable for them. And you'd be surprised with how that will impact their experience and your referability. All right. All right, docs, here is a new opportunity for you from Darcy Sullivan of Propel. She is our SEO specialist in helping out many chiropractors uh, with their search engine optimization and making sure Google is finding you and getting you new patients. It's amazing how many new patients chiropractors can get and are getting when they do uh, the SEO right and a few other things. And Darcy is offering a free SEO workshop just for chiropractors, and you can sign up for that at bit.ly, bit.ly slash propelmcm. That is bit.ly, bit.ly, propelmcm, modern chiropractic marketing, right? And so check out that link. And we're going to have you go over five SEO secrets to owning the first page of Google uh, without buying ads. And Darcy's going to give that free workshop one hour to really help grow your practice and start churning new patients from the ever mighty Google, which is still king in the online marketing. So check that out at bit.ly slash propelmcm for the one hour free workshop. Number six is community outreach. All right. We've tried to avoid those terrible spinal screenings and you know, the posture screening things. And I forget, the, is it the SAM, the SAM was like, we put the equal distribution on a weight stuff. We've seen all these things out in the community that are just so bad in a lot of ways that we've completely avoided community outreach. We completely avoided all of it. And we think we can build our practice only by sitting behind the computer or hoping that people come in the office or oh, I'm going to build the uh, referral based practice. Yeah, that happens. Some people, you know, there's definitely people out there, but assume that's not going to be you until you can prove yourself otherwise. If, you, if you've been in practice for over a year and you're not killing it because you haven't been doing anything, your practice is probably not going to be that 
uh, one that's just thriving on the charisma of the doctor, no offense to you, um, but just assume that you need to be getting out there. Uh, our practice is very mature and, and, and healthy, and we're still out there a ton. We got a dinner this week with a pain management doctor. Me and Jesse are going to that. So we're still doing stuff, right? So you got to get out there and have a great community outreach plan that involves public speaking, workshops, I don't care, stretch stations, dinners with attorneys, lunches with doctors, um, B&I groups, coffees with people, meeting with trainers, the referral directory that we talk about, we coach a lot about, which is essentially, you know, if you got Bob as a patient and he has a trainer, Mary, ask Bob to have a conversation with the trainer about what's going on. Make that connection with Mary. We talk a lot about building a network from the people in your patients' lives that have to do with their health and performance. So we got to have community outreach. The next one is um, building a team, right? A lot of the chiropractors on the other side have very well-developed teams. Um, you know, they have great team training. So I'm going to kind of lump in building a team with team trainings. They, they'll take their whole team to Parker seminars. They'll take their whole team to these other chiropractic seminars. They, they really work on culture. And then we, as evidence form chiropractors, we, we have a, we're lone wolf mentality and we never get out of that. Part of the reason we never get out of lone wolf is we, ne- we can't afford to because of all the things I've already talked about and that I'm going to talk about here today. You have zero training plans for your team. You hire someone, you don't train them, and you and you get disappointed that they're not an A player. We did nothing to make them an A player. So you have this kind of laissez-faire approach to training your staff. Uh, so you got to start building a team, and when you hire, there has to be very significant team trainings to make them an A player. So that's a that's a problem. So that's number seven. Number eight is personal development, right? You don't want to go to a Tony Robbins event like the other chiropractors. That's fine. You think a lot of what their personal development is over the top. I get it. Some of it is. There's no doubt about it. Um, It can be pretty woo-woo. There's no doubt about that. But then we've gone to the other side, and we just blame everybody else and everything else for our plight. And we're just sitting here struggling and blaming the profession and blaming insurance companies and blaming the other chiropractors. And you're doing nothing to self-reflect. You're doing nothing for personal development. Uh, I spend thousands and thousands of dollars a year on this uh, for myself. Right now, I'm in the middle of personally developing my public speaking skills better. That was $6,200, not cheap. But I know in a year's time of working, it was for a year, um, I'm going to be a better public speaker, hopefully a better podcaster, right? And so what are you doing to get better at communicating, at leading, at treating patients, at, um, you know, networking, at building culture in your practice, at marketing, right? Like, what are you doing for development? Graduating chiropractic school was not that. That was just the table stakes. There's so much more to it, and it takes years. But the investment in yourself is going to have a better return definitely than the stock market right now. And then, uh, you know, cryptocurrency, <laughs> I don't know, depending on what year it is, right? Uh, so you got to start investing in yourself and, and really get over your, your hangups around personal development. It's amazing when you do that. 
Next is learning business, right? Uh, you're, you're, you're too concerned about being a shark or a snake like a lot of these other chiropractors are, and they're all business first and patient care second. Uh, and so we've been, we become business foolish. We have no idea what about, about business. We have no idea how to make accurate decisions around it. We think if we're good at business, we, we must not be good doctors. You think that just being a good doctor is enough. Uh, I remember when I had Joey Coleman on my podcast, which is a great one to reference, talking a lot about the experience of the customer or the patient. And really what's great business for a chiropractic practice is have a great patient experience, right? That's part of being great at business. Hiring and team training and development, that's great business. Understanding your finances, that's great business, right? It doesn't mean you're putting business first. It just means you're, you're doing great business alongside great clinical care. So you got to start learning about business. I mean, I hit that so hard in the coaching because that's our, probably one of our biggest struggles as a group. Next is marketing, right? Like a lot of you think most marketing is unethical and you see all the, you know, you don't want to spend money on ads. You, you don't want to, you see the $27 all you can eat ads and you think that that all marketing ad dollars is, is a problem. So you spend no money on marketing. You do no marketing. You think good doctors don't have to do marketing. Um, the good news is, is that if you do it right, people don't be, they don't feel like they're being marketed to, right? Um, it's kind of a form of invisible marketing that we teach with content marketing and relationship building. Okay. And so again, going back, there are the select few that have great communication and charisma and build a referral based practice and don't have to do a whole lot. That's not a lot of you. It's a lot less than you think. Uh, a lot of you get into it thinking it's going to be that way and it doesn't happen. And so really good marketing uh, is great. You know, you should believe in what you offer and what you do. And there's nothing wrong with promoting that, getting it out there, right? I've, I've seen posts before. It's like, oh, I'm not comfortable with self-promotion. Well, it doesn't have to be about self-promotion. What if you're just a leading educator in a community and you're positioning yourself as an expert? Because you provide great educational content around musculoskeletal health and you just do that consistently. It's not self-promotion. It's just educating people and then it positions you well and then people come and see you. And then the ads thing, you know, spending money on it, like it works. I've tested it. I've done it. You know, we went from $250 a, a month in Google ads and kept on tracking it. Now we're at $1,500 a month because it works. It's like printing money when it works. And you got to slowly build into that. That's why we teach about marketing budgeting. All right. So you got to, you got to stop thinking marketing is bad and you got to stop not doing marketing. It's, 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 it's massive for your practice. All right. Last but not least is uh, practice management. Uh, you are scared off from the five-year commitments and putting you in a box, right? It's, it's their, their way or the highway, you know, sale, doing these sales jobs and the report, massive report of findings with the huge care plans. I get it. A lot of practice management companies are, they are what they are. Like they're going to try to ingrain in you exactly what they want you to do uh, because it does bring in money. It's just not how we want to do things, right? And so a lot of you sign up for these practice management and it's a five-year, two-year, three-year commitment and they can't get out of it once they realize like this shit's not for me. 
And so most of you have just avoided practice management in general and think that you can go it alone or, or consume information free and put it all together and connect those dots. And so you have no guidance, you have no accountability, you have no training, and you ultimately are not learning business and marketing and communications and finances, right? And so you just end up making a lot of mistakes. And I, and listen, I talked to a lot of chiropractors and I talked to some that are 15, 20, 25 years into it. And it's like, now we got to try to reverse, like we have to retrofit everything because they built this practice, not necessarily the right way, did a lot of things the wrong way. That's fine. We can do that. That happens all the time, but it's easier to get out of the gates early with it and make the investment. It is an investment. Some of you may not feel like you have the money to do it, but it's got a great ROI. Um, I've told my story before, but I can't assume that you've heard it. But one of the things I did, I remember I um, started my modern desk jockey podcast in um, 2016. And I was I had a podcast producer, I never forget Steve Stewart. He used to be in the financial services industry. And I was interviewing people that had to do with health and wellness of the desk worker. And he, you know, I, I, it might've been 30, 40 episodes in. He's like, Hey, you know, like, would you consider having a financial expert on your show? Because financial stress is a big problem for the health and wellness of a desk worker and just people in general. And I was like, Oh, that's a great idea. So he set me up with this guy and I interviewed him and I'm interviewing him. And at this time I was finalizing a divorce. I, I've told my story about 2015 being terrible in practice. We had great growth, meteor growth from 2010 to 2015. Blue Cross Blue Shield went ash, uh, cut our reimbursement by a ton. I lost a corporate location, which was our biggest one. I, there was just a lot of things going on, and, and I was struggling financially. Um, a lot of money was still kind of coming in, but a lot of money was going out. Like my savings was on hold, on freeze because of going through the divorce. So I've I've talked about that before, um, but it was a bad situation. I remember interviewing this guy, and as I'm interviewing him, I was like, "Shit, I need I need this." This is what I need. And so we hit stop on the record after we were done with the interview. And I said, I was like, hey, look, you know, I, I, I think I really need your services. And so he was the one. And at the time, Christine Odo worked, worked within his company. And so he had referred me to her um, because uh, she had worked with chiropractors before. And I remember <laughs> here I am uh, losing money every month. Okay trying to figure out how to get out of this hole. And now I'm about to sign a one-year agreement for $1,500 a month cost. So $18,000 in a year. And I did it because I felt confident that I needed someone to guide me out of this. And it was going to take money to get out of it. And so uh, it was a very hard decision. Um, I did it. And it worked miracles for me to get out of that situation. I learned a lot from it. It was the best $18,000 I've probably ever spent. And here we are, 2022. Uh, my finances are, are in, a, in a very good spot. And I couldn't be happier with that. And I learned so much in that year of doing that, that I didn't know. Like, you just don't know what you don't know. And so, I, yeah, I spent $18,000 that I didn't have. Um, to get out of a financial hole, which sounds counter counterintuitive, 
but it was an investment that had a massive ROI. And that's what a good, you know, coaching company is, is a great ROI. And you may feel like it's tight to afford, you know, our, for us, it's $750 a month with a six month minimum. So it's not this long drawn out, you know, contract, you know, things do take at least six months. So that's why we did that. And then it's month to month after that. If you're a CSA member already, it's 650 a month. If you're not a CSA member, it's 749 a month, uh, which is very reasonable. And because now we're not only coaching you on all these things, but we're actually doing the marketing for you as well. You shoot four videos. We help you with all the strategies around that. We do all the production editing branded for you, all the distribution you need for content. And so now your practice has a full, fully loaded marketing plan that's happening for you. And you're the subject matter expert. So it's going to position you as the expert, unlike say canned content does. A lot of you would love to shoot videos or at least start producing some content, but you're afraid of all the distribution. We take all that off your hands. And so now we're equal parts coaching and marketing production and distribution for the evidence-informed chiropractor. We've been able to do this uh, for the last five months for our current members. And like I mentioned on uh, a couple episodes ago, we've opened it up to new members. We're taking 15 more for the end of this year. Um, and we've been able to do this at a very fair uh, price at $749 a month to get a lot for it and figure out all these things, uh, help you understand and, and, you know, get you to start knowing what you don't know. And then we'll go from there because that's the first step. And so, uh, you know, after our last podcast, we had a lot of great response. We're going through free consultations. I'm opening up my calendar for free consultations that talk about if it's a right fit for you. So check us out at modernchiropracticmarketing.com. You can go to the MCM Mastery tab. That's got a video there with more information and you can schedule a call uh, with me and we can talk about uh, how we can help you out in your particular scenario in a 30 minute call with me. Uh, so, uh, you know, take advantage of that. Stop being on an island. Uh, we've got a great group of chiropractors that are already members and our calls are awesome. And we've got couples We've got docs that have been around for a long time, very successful. We got new grads. We got we got a new member that's starting out. Like we, we it runs the gamut, and it and everybody learns from everybody. And we provide you with a ton of guidance and accountability, and start really laying down a foundation that's going to allow you to be a phenomenal clinician and have just an amazing practice that that delivers you and your family the life that you that you deserve. And and honestly, it. You know, it's a tough time right now and the inflation is hard. It's not going to get better. They're probably going to go into recession. And so you got to be prepared for that. And you start, you need to start being very profitable here soon. And I feel confident that you can get there, uh, but it can be challenging doing it alone. So check that out. These were my 11 hangups that I think evidence-informed chiropractors are suffering from. And I want to try to get you in the middle Meet in the middle there. That's our massive transformative purpose is to have its informed chiropractors become time-free and cash-confident. MCM Mastery is the program to do that. And we're going to have a 20% uh, growth mission for 2023 with our members. And that's going to be a whole thing that we're going to all do together to try to grow at least 20% next year, 10% to match inflation, and another 10% plus 
to have great growth. So that's my call to action for you. Check us out, modernchiropracticmastery.com. Go to the MCM Mastery tab. Check out the video on there. Schedule a free consult with me, and we can see if we're a right fit. That is it for this week's episode. But before you leave, check us out at www.modernchiropracticmarketing.com for all kinds of free resources, such as blogs and the podcast episodes. We've got online courses. You can check out the Chiropractic Success Academy there, which is an amazing online coaching system for you at a very affordable monthly rate. Uh, there's a free online course on the modernchiropracticmarketing.com website, so check that out. If you're interested in some coaching, we can do that as well. We have all kinds of resources for you there, and we would also truly appreciate if you could rate and review this podcast if you're getting valuable information out of it. I can't thank you enough, and we'll see you next week.